What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted, and we are here to recap a uh, almost a heart-stopping Chicago Bulls win. Their first time winning a season opener in like five years or some shit like that, which is absolutely fantastic. But hey, they beat the Detroit Pistons. The score was 94 to 88. Before we get into this, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at on Tap Sportsnet, following Goose at Bull Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And if you happen to right now be in the Twitter comment section, we cannot see what you're saying. So go over to YouTube or Facebook, preferably YouTube. Throw subscribe over on the on Tap Sportsnet uh, YouTube channel. Get in this chat room. Let's talk about this win together because it was absolutely crazy game, man. We got Detroit Sucks comments coming in here. Goose, I'm going to crack it real quick, man. I'm going to crack them. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, mine's already cracked, but for the first time in a long time, I'm, I'm actually uh, enjoying a beverage with you because we got a pregame for Friday. And this. Uh, you starting like, already? Huh? <laughs> you starting already with the pregame? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting already. <laughs> um, no, and like you said, this was definitely a game that was closer than we probably would have predicted from the start. Um, but facing adversity early isn't a bad thing, and we came out on top. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. A W is a W, and for the first time in five years, like you also mentioned, fuck it, we're one and zero. We're undefeated in the new era. Still, let's, we are let's above five hundred for the first time since twenty seventeen. I Ooh. believe you said that. That hurts. <laughs> it it hurts. also feels good. It feels good at the same time. Oh, absolutely does. Oh, cracked an 11% beer for this win. Get your shine box gaming. I dig that, man. Joey Ricotta, let's fucking go in here. Yeah, so the game started off with the Bulls starting off slow, and I found myself saying something that I've said to you a million times on this show, something that we've said together while watching a game or whatever. Um, Yeah, they're playing like shit right now, but, you know, once they pick it up, once they pick it up, they'll be all right. And it just felt like the pickup never – came to uh, the full extent that we wanted it to. But, hey, they were down nine at one point. The Bulls were never out of it. It's just there's a lot of figuring out of each other tonight. And, and I do have to give Detroit credit. Uh, I feel like they have a deeper, more uh, deep potential ridden roster than a lot of people would give them credit for, especially missing their number one draft pick uh, tonight. Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was for the comment on the screen for anybody listening. <laughs> oh. 
So, no, they were out uh, their top pick tonight, which obviously gave the Bulls an advantage, which made this an ugly win. But Zach really took over in that third. We saw a lot of good shit from Io as well. Um, and right now, I mean, I don't think there's anybody that can say Zach Levine doesn't look like an MVP front runner because this was a fucking spectacular game by him. One game, in, one game in, but I do. We have talked about before that he does possess the drive and the physical talent to be a guy like that. And thank you to Juice Manko who came in the halftime show on Twitter Spaces was dope. Me and Goose are going to try to do that as much as we possibly can. Um, uh, yes. Dwayne Casey's a really good coach, no doubt about it. He is not a, a slouch by any means necessary. Um, yeah, DeRozan looked good too. Yeah, so, I mean, we're having all these pop comments pop in, and I'm really glad to see Bulls Nation, Bulls Twitter, you know, or wherever you choose to live on social media, be hyped about this team. The it's Netherlands? Fucking, yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking amazing. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I felt like there was a lot of forcing tonight. Um, not alpha dog forcing, just more so of, trying to find your spot. Zoe was taking a ton of shit on social media for passing up open shots and stuff like that. Um, it just shows you how offensive game can really, and I'm not saying that I'm a better fan than anybody. No one's a better fan than anybody. Let's just put that pl point blank out here. You, you cheer for your team, you cheer for your team, but more of a casual fan looks more at the offensive kind of experience sometimes that you can get without seeing the little things. I thought Zoe played really well. He came out in the second half. He did real good. Um, a big factor in this game is that Troy Brown Jr. had three fouls in the first quarter, Goose. He only played four minutes. He played, yeah, because AO, IO, Desumu came in from Illinois, Chicago's own, finished with a plus seven and the plus minus. And you know, I only use that when I can use it to my advantage. So, <laughs> but hey, he came in, he took those minutes and he, he looked all right, man. You know, obviously, he did. but he looked good. What do you think about IO tonight? Uh, other than that one pass that he kind of got a little ahead of himself that uh, resulted in a turnover because he just never quite grabbed it, um, I, I thought he was really cooking. He had those back-to-back -back buckets. Uh, his first NBA bucket was followed up by a second NBA bucket in less than five seconds, and uh, he really started cooking there. His, his confidence was encouraging. Seeing that from a second-round pick um, this early on a roster that is this deep, is encouraging, and I was really happy to see him get that experience. Um, so, I mean, hopefully it sticks through because he plays both ends, and that is going to buy him minutes, especially in a scrap it uh, kind of junkyard dog fight game that this turned into uh, with all the turnovers and the defensive uh, kind of presence there. Yeah, uh, you know, I was really surprised. I know he was hurt uh, for some games in the preseason there, but we did not see Derek Jones Jr. I kind of, um, you know, because we're talking about rotation here with Io coming in. Um, Tony Bradley, I figured we weren't going to see him. It, you know, it's not like Detroit has like this true center who's going to fuck you up outside of Stewart, really, who's not, I wouldn't really say a true center. I mean, he, he played an RA game 12 and 8, you know, for him. But, you know, trying to get – Chase Kelly Olenek around, and what a dirty son of a bitch that Kelly Olenek is, by the way. I'm calling him out right here and now. That guy is a jag. He's an absolute jag, and I hate the fact that we have to see him as many times. Four times we have to see him with Detroit this year. He's I been in the East forever, too. I know. So he is, dick, he... He's a dick. He, he is. He's a dick. I don't like the way he's throwing his elbows up, dude. I'm telling you, man, like I'm trying not being, to go all being a, being a shady Hercules is what has made him millions of dollars, and that's, that's really all that matters at, at the end of the day for him. Right, so, and I, I got to say, As much as I hate it, I also have to respect it. I can't respect it because they're straight up bitches, just like Horace Grant said and our, and our dude Matt Berklin through here. He's throwing elbows up like that, man. That's not basketball. You're going to throw elbows and try to hurt somebody. 
that's when you send in like a guy, like I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry to take this route. That's when you send in a guy just to fucking cold cop him. I mean, it's ridiculous. You want to play hard basketball like that, then let's play. That's ridiculous. He was throwing some cheap shots tonight. Even Stacy pointed out, but Stacy was a little bit more homerish than he's ever been tonight. So, and, you know. and his footwork is always rather questionable. I feel like he travels on just about every possession he touches the ball, and they're kind of just like, eh, fuck it. Let him do what he wants to do. Right. So the Bulls go in, you know, uh, score only 14 points in the first quarter. I know we've kind of jumped around. They do outscore Detroit in every other quarter from there on out after being outscored 20 to 14. Um, you know, they were down at the half. They come out in third. They score 31 points, only let up 25 to Detroit. Uh, 23 in the fourth, um, only let up 19 to Detroit in the fourth to win the game 94 to 88. I think the offense will come. Um, Patrick Williams tonight started off with the first bucket of uh, the Bulls season. Um had a nice cut dunk, as you know, as well. I, I just, you know, Pat. Got a little lost? A little lost, but so did Vucevic a couple times, too. Um, I don't know that Vucevic was lost. He just kind of sucked. Offensive end, he looked lost. Even one of those last possessions of the game, he's throwing his hands up like this, like, what What the fuck is the play here? You yeah, he, he really was lost there. Yeah, you don't expect to see that out of veterans too much. So I was kind of like, uh-oh. Like, you know, there's some miscommunication. We It ends up in a dead fucking play. We, you know. We missed the shot, um, but and you know finishes the game with fifteen and fifteen. So right. if if that's a bad night, so be it. Yeah, seven for twenty-one from the field is never a good night. Um, you know, but he, again, he he was plus thirteen in the plus minus fifteen points, fifteen boards, four assists. The shooting woes are end are going to end. And one of our uh, new writers over at On Tap Sportsnet, Drew, just wrote an article about this, and everybody should check it out when they get a chance. It's a pretty good piece by him, but he he explains why the Vucevic um, you know, three point shooting woes are not here to stay again. Check that out. It's by Drew Stevens. He wrote a really good piece on that over there. And I tend to agree with him. I don't think that those are going to stay stick around. I think he'll snap out of, he's usually a pretty efficient score from downtown, you know, 48, 48%, 49% from the field. So. He had a big one late. He yeah, he did. yeah, he did. So he looked good. I mean, decent for the most part struggled. DeMar DeRozan today could not finish at the rim i did not know if he was looking for uh getting to the free throw line or the charity stripe um if he was trying to initiate contact and throw up some wild shots his feet did not look to be under him so well hit a couple good uh mid-range jumpers though which is his bread and butter but again as time goes on we'll find out more about what he is but you know what did you think about derozan's uh performance tonight I will be honest. Um, right before he did about three things in a row on consecutive plays offensively and defensively uh, to essentially seal this game, that three he hit was huge in the fourth. Yeah. Um, that defensive steal, just a couple of plays that he made back-to-back, did end up saving this game. But for a minute there, I was kind of like, oof, this is, this is like Dwayne Wade all over it. again. This is, this is, this is uh, paying Dwayne Wade. Uh, got the attitude, got the mindset, got the experience. Might not have the gas left in the tank. Um, it was it was a little wild. It uh, it wasn't what you wanted to see, but at the end, he he showed up and he did what he had to do on both ends, and he pulled out a W for us in a sense. Um, I did not think we'd say at the end of this game that we were really happy to see two major DeRozan defensive plays and hit a clutch three to keep us to keep us there. So I know exactly. It yeah. was it was rough, but then we got some unexpected greatness, and it's it's hard to to question results. Yeah, so it we'll absolutely. Have to, yeah, we'll absolutely. have to ride that out, and uh, hopefully, 
you know, his struggles as well as Vucci's being veterans is more so just a slow start. They're older, uh, might have to get their legs under them, get some rhythm going, and maybe a couple games in, uh, our concerns disappear with them entirely. Right. Yeah. Uh, DeRozan takes two free throw shots tonight. That is very rare for him in his career to have that little uh, free throw uh, attempts. Um, Bulls in the entirety took 15. Zach had 11 of the 15 and he went 11 for 11 from the like six of them came in the last minute and a half. Right. So we really only had nine free throws throughout the game until that last kind of two minutes in the fourth. Yeah, I absolutely thought that was something that uh, was kind of odd to me. Like, I felt like they were letting them play at some aspects of the game, but I also felt like they weren't – I don't know, man. That whistle felt like it was going a lot, but when you look, both teams shot under 20 free throws, uh, and the Bulls ended out with more free throws than Detroit did. Detroit only attempted 13 free throws to the Bulls' 15. So, obviously, you know, there's um, (laughs) – I guess there's your answer. Uh, Turnovers tonight for the Chicago Bulls, 17. Not something we saw a lot in preseason. Did end up with 17 or did they end up with 16? Uh, I'm looking at 17 right here at the box score on ESPN.com. Okay. So, uh, so 17 just, turnovers. It's kind of a, a shit show for, from the officiating uh, down to the uh, turnovers there. That was kind of a, a shit show in general. But A lot of forced passes is what made a lot of those turnovers happen. Um, a lot of, and like you pointed out in the get-go, like, you know, guys kind of moving before they have the ball. It's kind of like, you know, in football, you know, you're thinking you're about to catch that ball, you're turning your head to advance, and you drop the fucking thing. We have we saw that a lot today um, with the Bulls, just kind of getting ahead of themselves and making, uh, you know, mistakes. And then you also saw <clears> – <throat> them trying to force stuff like you know like lonzo had a force pass he should have finished in the fucking paint in the third yeah quarter. that was that was and, ben simmons against the hawks esque he had a clear look at the rim and he was like oh let me dish this off and it resulted in the turnover he had a three-point attempt that he could have fucking just pulled the trigger on he tried to force a pass to turn into another turnover so i mean it's just these guys are learning to play together i think that they take the non like the being as unselfish as possible thing very seriously and I think that's why you saw the turnovers that they did have tonight. Now there's a few turnovers where you can kind of question it, where you have our guys, you know, DeRozan, for example, you know, getting into the paint, trying to initiate content, co- content, contact, falling down and the ball rolling out and it's a turnover. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different variables that played into it tonight, but I definitely agree with you, man, that you need to, uh, we need to shore that up moving in to the next game. Um, you, you, know, you don't want to do that against the Pelicans. Against any team, uh, a matter of fact. You don't want to turn the ball over that much. Clean that up. Um, if there's any good takeaways besides the offense being kind of shitty, besides, outside of Zach Levine doing his thing thing, um, the defense looked really good tonight. I'm really proud of the closeouts, chasing those guys off the three-point line. It needs to get better inside. Uh, this is something that you've been worried about all offseason. You've brought up a lot before is the lack of size. Um, you know, But the defense, other than that, Pitbulls, man. Alex Caruso. We we have to talk about this guy. Unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. And I felt like Lonzo tried to match him in the second oh, no. half. Him and Lonzo in the second half were pretty intense on the defensive end and just from a hustle standpoint in general. Uh having those two guys as point of attack defenders is gonna win us so many games uh that we just we weren't able to get the stops and the crucial plays on the defensive end or even just the hustle plays that Gets you an extra possession on an offensive board or 
anything. Uh, their, their hustle shined through in the fourth quarter, and uh, similar to DeMar's three and his defensive effort, really stole us this game. So I guess uh, the, the positive here is we, we did the things that we expect to do well really shitty, and the things that everyone's saying we're going to do really shitty, we ended up doing really good and digging out a win here. So seeing that from just about everyone on the roster defensively down the line, except for maybe Vooch, who got worked by Stewart a little too often for my comfort, as well as Grant, um, everybody else kind of stepped it up defensively and pulled this game out for us. As much as I hate to say this, I just have to. Jeremy Grant has become such a good fucking player right before our eyes. I mean, that dude is he, he's going to be a problem. If that Detroit team does keep improving and making good moves, you know, good draft moves, trying to get talents over there, they're going to be a problem led by him and somebody else. He's he's a damn good player, very versatile guy. Um, and he did. He gave Vooch problems tonight. He gave Pat Williams problems tonight. You know, when they switched Lonzo and Caruso onto him is when you really kind of saw him start forcing shit. And I, and I like that. I mean, he didn't finish, you know, uh, from the floor. I mean, great. He was eight for 20 from the floor, but he still finishes with 24 points, six boards, two assists. But, you know, uh, that, that dude's tough. And he, he's a he's a pretty good player. I mean, he has all-star potential on him. I'll say that. And just to follow that up, fuck Detroit. I just I, I said too many nice things. So I had to just, you know, put that back out there for everybody. Fuck, fuck Detroit. Okay. So we, we, we got that. We got that up. Clear, plain, and simple. Anything else you want to talk about, man? I know we had Javante Green sighting. We talked about Io. We talked about Caruso and his defense. Any, anything else you want to talk about? Alizai Johnson, what you think about him? I mean, I thought his toughness was impressive. That uh, play where he had his back go into that stanchion, I was, oh, was a gnarly. little worried. Um, I mean, he popped back up, and like Stacy and Adam pointed out on the broadcast, he went right back to setting screens and being a tough son of a gun. So. Um, I guess that's encouraging from him. Um, but outside of that, I can't really think anyone I want to touch on. Uh, Io's performance as a rookie in his first real NBA game uh, definitely stood out to me. Um, just his effort. I think he is going to be able to buy himself some minutes here and there, uh, similar to Javante. He's he's got that defensive skill set and that hunger uh, to get and stay in the game, and he uh, he came through in that third pretty heavily. Yeah. I think that that uh, needs to be said is that Io DeSumo coming in provided a little bit of a spark. And if I thought anybody would say that in game one of the 2021, 22 NBA season, I wouldn't have put a bet on that. We're going to have to give it up to Ross. I know he, he spoke more towards Io's future when we asked, uh, you know, what addition right. would do you think is going to do uh, the most this season uh, when he mentioned him, but spot on game one, here we are. Talking about Io making a big difference. That's absolutely fucking massive, man. That's crazy. That kid did it in game one. I, I do think that Billy's going to tinker early in the season with, with these rotations and these lineups. He has to. He only had four preseason games. You know, you don't want to go too hard with the starters in those. And, I mean, you want to try to explore on how, who and what fits. Um, I do think that we'll probably see, um, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe Derek Jones Jr. Might be able to see a Tony Bradley. You know, maybe even a Marco Simonovic. I don't know when that'll actually happen, but maybe it will happen. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they'll tinker with the lineup a little bit here. But uh, moving in to Friday's game, let's talk about that because obviously we know the Bulls win this one, ninety-four to eighty-eight. They start the season off one and zero for the first time since two thousand seventeen. Next game up, 
against the Pelicans, and that is the home opener. And the Pelicans are actually down right now to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Goose, I, I mean. We're not expecting Zion, right? I don't think they are. No, I don't think we're going to have – they're not going to have Zion Williamson, which kind of sucks, man. But, you know. No, it, it sucks. I would love to see Zion live. That would definitely be something to uh, check off the bucket list. But in terms of – how we're feeling going into that game without Zion, I, I have to feel pretty good about our odds. They, they don't have Lonzo Ball anymore. Uh, he's he, he's on a much better team. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they have Brandon Ingram over there, who's a very good player, um, struggling mightily to, in tonight's game. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who you, I know you're a huge, huge fan of, he's actually playing very well over there. Devontae Graham not playing too bad. Valanchunas is playing terrible. Um, so Sato's only got four was, minutes. Wow. wow. Think about that. He's on a shitty team without – I mean, even when Zion's there, it's a question. They're not a playoff team, I don't think. But he's got four minutes logged in. He was our starter last year. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, looking what the Pelicans did at guard, they definitely have to be the ones that snitched on us for, for tampering and kind of forcing them into the deal that was on the table for Lonzo because they ended up without Lowry. They got Sadoransky, and they got Devontae Graham. So – um, their guard rotation did not improve, and it got worse. You know, it got a lot worse. And, and you know, it's crazy. Like they did. It's not like they really surrounded fucking Ingram or Zion Williamson with like really premier shooting, which is what you should surround those because they can get those guys can get to the fucking hoop, man, and get to the hey, rim. Sato's an efficient shooter, right? He is an efficient shooter, but he can't be efficient if he only plays four minutes. Fuck right, you, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> You're being, a, you're being a real McCastle right now. Being a real McCastle. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the Bulls going to the United Center home opener all jacked up, man. Um, you know, they know that they have some something special here on this team. Uh, when I say I mean, something. We get, we get to try to get on Saturday, right? Yes, so these first three games should essentially be a warm-up. We that's, should, that's what I'm we should leave the first three, three and oh. That, that's, that's the absolute goal is to take advantage of, of this team, you know, you take advantage tonight of Detroit. I mean, you should have kicked the shit out of them. It just didn't happen. They're that missing Dave Cunningham. Like, right. They're missing. I don't know if he's going to be available for Saturday. Um, obviously, that could change the game and the game plan a lot if he is. But these three games are must win, and they sh- they're they're should wins. Like, there's really no excuses if you lose any of these first three games. Right. Right, and I know that people were talking about the bench and how the bench did tonight, only scoring ten points. Um, I try, I'm not trying to use excuses, but we do not have Kobe White, who's a guy who's going to average fifteen to sixteen points off the bench. Um, we just didn't have that guy who's a microwave scorer. Wait till you see him next to Caruso getting some minutes off that bench, or even playing with Lonzo. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of fun watching that. When Kobe Do we have any updates on Kobe? Uh, not anything that I've seen. i just seen him in all the, like those all-access videos and stuff, getting some shots up, participating a little bit here, but I don't see him in any contact drills yet. So, okay. um, so participating but not full contact. Right, yeah. So, I mean, they were saying, what was it, like end of November, December kind of target date for him. Um, so I guess we'll just have to see what happens, but I, I do want to mention this to everybody that is going to the game Friday, and I know you talked to our good bo- our good buddy Burke, um, but Friday and Saturday, we will be in attendance. So there won't be bulls on taps those night, unless we just come back here and do it super late. Um, which is whatever, whatever happens, happens, but we will definitely do a show Sunday if we don't do one on Friday or Saturday. But if you are at the United center on Friday, we will be in the 200 level. 
Um, if you're over there, if you want to get a beer or something, because we can go back down there at halftime, just let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll go have a beer. Um, but yeah, yeah. we'd meet you at the bar, but, but we're going to have that guy that does the yeah, thing. We're going to have a waiter. Drinks. That's the name of the thing. Yeah, we're going to have a waiter. Um, so, level. So, so we're not going to have to move. So so halftime would definitely be a great meetup time be, or before or after. You know, we can celebrate a win. Yeah. Oh, they're opening up the doors early um, at five o'clock on, on Friday for this game. So I'm getting off work at two 30, getting back here at three 30. I don't know what time you could be here, but. I'm probably, I will be there. Um, my lady works kind of, I think around like four o'clock, maybe a little sooner. So I'm probably going to be downtown around noon. Um, I'm okay. Gonna- so you'll, you'll just be waiting on me then. Yeah. I'm just going to be waiting on you. I'm going to walk my happy ass from uh, Ogilvy down to uh, the madhouse there. And okay. uh I guess I will be there early. I'll be there waiting for you with my tie. There we go. Fucking my tie. So, yes, that'll be on Friday. We'll be in the 200 level. If you want to come hang out with us, just let us know on Twitter. On Saturday, section 328, I believe, is my section. I always kind of forget, but it is section 328. I'm going to look right now. I'm pretty sure it's 328. But we'll be up there. We are right by the bar. We're literally right by the bar over there. So, we will be there. Those are where our season tickets are for the year. Um, Come hang out. You know, I don't know how these bull, these Bulls games are going to look in the 300 level. Um, but, you know, if there's room, come sit with us, come hang out. That's Section 328. Anything else before we leave, man? No. I mean, I think we underrated what Lonzo did tonight um, while kind of being a little critical of his game and passing up some shots that uh, he is going to have to take going forward. But I do think just his presence and being that um, lead guard on this team, uh, opposed to Sadoransky, who is getting four minutes in Lonzo's old home. It's uh, it's very encouraging to see the talent that we have on this team without Kobe White available currently uh, going forward. You, you know, you had a second-round pick stand out uh, in a crucial point of the game where you came out and you were down and you needed somebody off the bench to step up because we, we just didn't have it off the bench tonight. Um, so, uh, for me, I'd... I'd Cut the game ball in half and let Io and Lonzo take uh, half each because Zach's on to shinier and bigger things. He doesn't need game balls anymore. Uh, his performance, uh, too, was very outstanding and impressive. I was jumping out of my seat at a couple of those uh, turnaround jumpers. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, like I said, guys, meet us up at the game at the United Center Friday and Saturday night. We will both be there. Fuck, man. Awesome Bulls win to start the season off. Crazy as hell, but I guess we wouldn't have it any other way because we're Chicago fans. That's usually how it goes. Be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Also, subscribe to the YouTube. If you're trying to comment on the Twitter, we cannot see it anymore. So just go over to the YouTube, subscribe. If you don't feel like doing that, go to the Facebook. Watch live stream. We could see it from Facebook as well. We'll be back when we're back. Come meet us up at the United Center on Friday night. Let's go Bulls.